Okay, everybody, welcome in. Figure it out podcast on a some somber September morning, the 20th of September. My neck of the woods, cloudy, rained last night. Seems fitting for uh, the mood today as I welcome in my buddy Johnny Rowe. Uh, Chiefs lose last night, 35-36 on the road in Baltimore. This was a game that uh, this was a game that really hurts. We were talking before we hopped on here, Johnny, about uh, this. I mean, it's not that they lost. Obviously, we hate losing. It's just the way that we lost, and Lamar just isn't better than Patrick. There's so many things we can talk about, but just your quick initial thoughts before we get into it, Johnny. Welcome in, buddy. Hey, Chandler. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, a little bit of a different mood than last week coming off of this loss. But uh, yeah, this is a weird game because the narrative totally shifts coming into this game. The Chiefs were the Ravens kryptonite. The Chiefs were the team that the Ravens couldn't beat. And it all changes off some weird shit, you know, like uh, the, the Chiefs only lose weird games, mm-hmm. you know, like the Super Bowl, the Chiefs lose because they don't have their entire offensive line, essentially. The Chiefs lost last year to the Raiders in a game where the Raiders put up 40 points at Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. And it's just every time the Chiefs lose, it's something weird. And I know we're going to get into a lot more here, but this was another weird game. The Chiefs defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. <laughs> and uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire fumbles the ball. And yeah, there's a lot there to get to, but it's a very weird game, and it's really unfortunate that we're waking up today off of a loss. Yeah, and we're going to go quarter by quarter here, but I want to start off by saying that I, I, I know that the I know that the kingdom is divided a little bit on Clyde, and I tend to be on the side that he – I mean, we're going to go through the game here, but he was running. He I liked what he did last night up until that fumble, and, I mean, running backs fumble, it's – it happens, um, but you just can't do it there. It's just inexcusable. And, I mean, I know that he'll be the first person to tell you that, too. So, well, Let me give you some Clyde thoughts, too. I want to get mine in before we get into the quarter by quarter. So I've been, like, the guy with, like, my group of friends. And um, I don't know if I've said, like, back, my group of friends back home. I don't know if I've said this around you and the boys, Chandler. But, like, I, I'm a, I was a big Clyde guy. Like, I've liked what he's done. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go back to his rookie year – he had over a thousand all-purpose yards in a year where there was virtual, there was no rookie mini camp and there was virtual OTAs and it was super different and weird. So I thought he was serviceable enough last year, but I'm now to the point and, and the fumble really turned it for me. It, this offense has a really high standard of performance, right? And so Clyde might be fine, but what he's giving this offense is just not good enough. Yeah. And it's, it's inconsistent, right? So last night I thought he had a pretty decent game, but he either breaks off a, a pretty decent seven to nine yard run or he gets nailed in the backfield and he's done. Clyde finished with 13 rushes for 46 yards, yards, 3.5 yards per carry. And Clyde did not even have a target in the passing game. It's just not good enough. And um, it, I'm to the point now where I don't think it's going to really have to change because it's, it's hard to defend Clyde right now. I, I was doing a, I was sending out a few tweets this morning and then the, the running backs that were taken after Clyde really puts into perspective that I think the chiefs missed. 
Yeah. After Clyde was taken, it was DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, A.J. Dillon, and Antonio Gibson. Those were the consecutive running backs that were taken after Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Clyde, you know, A.J. Dillon hasn't had that much opportunity, but in my opinion, Chandler, they're all better than Clyde. And so it just really, it really puts a bad taste in your mouth. And, and Clyde is not meeting the standard of the Chiefs offense. And it's a shame that uh, what happened last night happened. Yeah, I completely agree with all that. Um, I still think that the jury is a little out on Clyde. I don't think that we have the full story, but hopefully he improves and hopefully he proves everybody wrong. I mean, I think speaking on the draft, just real quick. I think that the reason we took him is because all those other guys just don't seem to have the same sort of on paper fit in our offense that Clyde has. I think if not all of them, all of them are better than Clyde as a running back, but are, are they all on paper as good as catching the ball out of the backfield, doing the things that our offense needs them to do. And I'll another to another one of your points. I don't know that we throw the ball to Clyde enough. I mean, he has no targets. Well, get him some targets. He can catch the football out of the backfield. There is no disputing that. And if you're not going to throw to him, well, I mean, you know, why have him out there? Let's just put another receiver out there because, frankly, we're not run. I mean, 13 carries. That's not a lot of carries, really, for your first for your number one back. So I don't know. That's all. That's all being to me, and hopefully that I figure it out. But Let's jump into the first quarter here. Defense starts the game. This is going to start out positive, obviously. It gets negative as we go. But when defense starts a football game, I am so much more amped up than I am when offense starts. When the offense starts, I'm a little more nervy. But when that defense starts the field and you see Harrison back there, he's going to kick it out of the back of the end zone, which says something nice about special teams. Knock on wood, Harrison Butker, that kid's locked in. He's not missing anything. I keep kicking that ball out of the back of the end zone every single time. Up yours, Ravens. He kick, we kick off. I am screaming, let's go D. I mean, the defense fired up. Baltimore was fired up. They come out. Lamar overthrow. I mean, it was – Hollywood Brown was wide open. But, wow, what a poor, poor start for Lamar. Overthrows what should have been a touchdown, which – that could have really changed the course of the game. Um, but overthrows by at least seven yards, like I said. Honey Badger then comes back. Welcome back to the team, Honey Badger. Big, big pick six off the slip from our former uh, chief, Sammy Watkins. Uh, Johnny? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it was a great start. It was uh, it's about as good as it gets as a start. I mean, they only ran three plays. And the narrative that, you know, Lamar can't throw was, you know, it followed right up against that narrative. And, and, and Tyron Matthew takes it back, and it was great to have him back. I FaceTimed you. I was screaming bloody murder, and it was great. Yeah. At that point in the game, you're like, this is over. The Ravens don't have a chance. I mean, what are they going to do? And, of course, that changed. Yeah, so then they come right back, and they go on an absolute drive down the field. Like, the defense wasn't even out there. Completely different defense, the second drive. Um, I – this is a theme that's going to happen all game. Uh, our run defense on that first drive was a look ahead as to what it was going to be the rest of the game. Um, with a team like the Ravens, you have to keep them behind the chains, and we just couldn't do that. First down, they were getting way too many yards. Um, they just could not stop anything. And one of my buddies texted me a really good point. You, I think people are going to forget this. Excuse me. Ravens were without their starting left tackle, 
I believe they're missing another offensive lineman as well. I don't, I can't recall the actual position that he played, but you, when you don't have two starters and you're running the ball like this, that says a lot more about the defense than it does the offense. I mean, the defensive line was completely neutralized last night. I'm not for sure that they had any sort of pressure. I can't remember a sack, really. I, I'm probably missing one. Oh, no, actually, I have one down here a little bit later. Daniel Sorensen has a sack. Well, when you have your secondary getting sacks and not your defensive line, that is a concern. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just marched down the field, and it was 7-7 seven to seven in a blink of an eye, and it kind of seemed like the Ravens settled in from there. Yeah. Uh, there was no defensive line presence. The linebacker's speed, sideline to sideline, was exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, you really missed a guy like Willie Gay Jr. who has that sideline to sideline linebacker speed. But, you know, you don't hear anything from Jaron Reed, this defensive tackle that we brought in in the run game. They were just running north and south all over us, and it was really frustrating. They had over 60 yards rushing on that drive alone. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, not from, like – these amazing guys. I mean, Tyson Williams, Latavius Murray, and Freeman, Devonta Freeman are breaking off big runs on the Chiefs. So, yeah, that's really frustrating. And, uh, you know, Chris Jones has been really good at defensive end so far. I, it's been one game, right? And in preseason, he was good. But it's he had a bit of a learning curve last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the from the RPOs and everything like that, like whatever they were doing, they were putting Chris Jones on an island and making him make decisions. And for the most part, he made the wrong decision. And, and he'll learn from that. But uh, there was nothing the Chiefs defense could do. And I don't know how much longer I can watch Ben Neiman on defense. I mean, it's ridiculous. That guy yeah. is so unfit to be on a defense in the NFL. It is. I cannot believe we don't have anybody better. I think in, in in defending a guy like Ben Neiman, I don't relish in it. It actually really pisses me off that I am going to defend him. But, like, that's kind of an organizational issue. Like, move – he's probably a great special teams guy and a great locker room guy. I'm sure everybody loves him. But, like, we're in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Find somebody from Alabama to just plug in there. He's going to be more athletic and better than Ben Neiman. Like, why, why are we married to him? We just had a draft. There was free agency. Like, you're telling me we couldn't find a linebacker to fill in, like, for him and be our starting linebacker? I mean, he's just not a starting linebacker in the NFL. He does not start on any other team. I don't understand why he starts on our team, arguably the best team in the NFL. So, but, Chandler, like, what, what, what qualities then? So, like, if Ben Neiman – is not the most athletic, the biggest, the fat, you know, if he's, if he doesn't have the athletic traits that you want as a linebacker, but maybe he has everything you want uh, up top, right? Like mm-hmm. he's got, he knows the alignments. He can get the defense ready to go. Um, he's always in the right position. He fills his gaps, whatever. Yeah. It, if that's the case, well, where, where's the proof? Because the chiefs got absolutely eviscerated last night. So if his athleticism is not there, but he has all the mental traits, it's, it's still not translated. I right. I mean, yeah. Ben Neiman is missing tackles left and right. He, he, he's, he's not fast enough to cover tight ends. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews is not some burner, but uh, the, the, there's nothing that I've seen. Right. I like Ben Neiman. Like, come on. I, 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 why would I not like Ben Neiman? Yeah. He's like a fellow white guy on a defense in the NFL. So it's like, come on, dude, I want you to be good, but he, he's not good. Shall I? No, he isn't. And it, the linebackers were a glaring issue last night. Uh, we moved to the second quarter. Um, 
I just the the second quarter is really weird to me because it was like the Chiefs were going to pull away, the Chiefs were going to just kind of take this game by the neck and strangle it and just kind of run it out, but that obviously wasn't the case. Um, they had eleven yards or they had eleven carries for a hundred yards at one point. I mean, that's like I'm not good at math. That's almost ten, 10 yards a carry. <laughs> I mean, what? Ha. You, you're not going to win games. I don't care who our quarterback is. I don't care what our offense is doing. You will not win games in the NFL, and that was obviously evident last night. The Ravens had some weird things, uh, weird, weird choices that I thought initially were definitely going to come back to haunt them. I mean, like, for example, on this exact drive where I point out that they have 11 for 100, Tyron gets that pick deep in the in Raven or in our own territory when the Ravens are – presumably going to score they ran all the way down there and then you and i were texting why why would the ravens get closer to the goal line and stop running that was the dumbest thing because the they get but let's just say for this argument let's they got inside the 30 their next three plays were lamar overthrow they threw that lateral screen like not lateral but it lateral the line of scrimmage uh, to uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown, where he like kind of slipped, fell, and like just went down, and then they throw a pick. It's like they ran, 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 ran. Bad throw, bad throw, interception. It like didn't make any sense. I mean, obviously we're not complaining, but I mean, when you're up in the box, how? Why are you not like, hey, we can run all over these guys. Let's just keep doing it until they can stop it. And I'm telling you right now, Johnny, uh, we get here to halftime, and teams are around the league are watching this game. If you think the Chargers are going to come into Arrowhead next week and not run the ball 30 times, we're insane. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I would be saying this morning. I'd be like, offensive line, get ready to roll because we're going to maul these guys. And that's that's the mindset that they're going to bring. I just – I don't know how you bring a different mindset. I don't either. Like, I don't know if this is a – if the first two games are a product of uh, bad scheme, bad talent, maybe, and maybe in the chiefs defense, they just faced probably the top two rushing offenses in the entire league. You know, Tennessee's up there too, but like no. they're facing really good rushing teams. Um, the chargers, it, you know, if they don't run the ball, they're going to be crazy. But I, I, here's what's super frustrating to me is like, I'm going to jump ahead to this, this last drive before halftime Chandler, like the chiefs, are, they have Baltimore in first and 25 at the, and Baltimore just rips off a 20 yard run. Yeah. When, how, how can this stop? I mean, the chiefs haven't been able to defend the run for years. Mm-mm. I don't understand why. Like, I, maybe, you know, more than me, cause you actually played at a high level. It, can, can, can you just all of a sudden flip the switch and stop the run? I haven't seen a team be able to do that. It's like a fundamental bought in um, idea on the team that we are going to stop the run. And it's like an identity of a defense. You don't just like pick up an identity to stop the run. Do you? I mean, it, it is definitely a mindset. And I think that as, as a defensive line, your main priority is to take up blockers. Um, it isn't to get tackles. Obviously when you get tackles as a defensive line, like it's a huge momentum, huge boost. Like they're supposed to get tackles, but in the scheme of football, they aren't really supposed to. It is your linebackers that are supposed to make the tackles. And when you have defensive linemen getting driven back into the laps of what are already not great linebackers, it just it, – there it, it, it isn't really much you can do, dude, because as an offensive line and a running back, as you get confidence, like you're just going to be able to think, hey, we can get three yards. 
we can get four yards. And you do that three times and you have a first down. And what is the defense supposed to do? And, and an offensive line is good at pass blocking. They like pass blocking, but you know that they want to get downhill and maul people. And, and you can look across the ball at, at a, an opposing line, whether you're on defense or offense, and if you're dominating one or, one or the other, you can see it in the eyes of the people you're going against. I'm sure Ravens offensive linemen were like, these guys want no part of us, and we're going to smack them in the mouth until this game is over. And that's a little bit of a mindset um, mentality from the Chiefs, and I hope it doesn't continue. And maybe, like you said, I really like your point of the two offenses. I mean, no one's played two running offenses like us so far. Right. I mean, you, you, we won't play running offenses like that again this year until we go to Tennessee. But I still think that they're different. They're, they're different a running team. I think that they aren't the same as Baltimore and Cleveland. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you have to, you have to change something. We need Willie Gay. And, and quite honestly, I love Willie Gay and we're, we're at halftime here. That's why we're kind of being a little long winded because the second half we, I mean, it, I, I feel like we're not saying anything about the offense, but like the offense at this point is, is elite. I mean, there is, what is there to say? No, what is there to say? To say. When you yeah. score 35 points in the NFL, you're supposed to win 17 right. games. So mm. we're, this is going to be a defense-heavy podcast. But, yeah, it, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, say something nice about the offense. Uh, you can't guard Travis Kelsey. <laughs> um, if he's running an out route, or, or he, you're just not guarding him. I don't care what you do. They decided to take away Tyreek Hill, which I kind of understand. But I think Ty- – the way I always look at the Chiefs, if I was defending the Chiefs, um, I think you give up the big play to Tyreek. If, if, things, if, if a big play like Tyreek's catch last week, the 75-yarder happens, you just kind of have to bite the bullet and move on. It isn't going to happen that often. What is going to happen that often is Travis Kelsey anywhere from 5 to 20-yard catches. And if you don't take those away, well, that's basically like us running the football down your throat. I mean, you're not going to be able to guard it. Um, And teams either are saying that we don't want the big play to happen because it was clear they were not going to let Tyreek do anything. His stat line was, was over or it was, it was not very good, but it's because they had, he had two guys on him and Patrick just didn't go to him. And you could, it was evident that they were going to all these other receivers, which say something nice about Demarcus Robinson touchdown first quarter. So I don't know. The deep, like you said, the defense, the mindset has to change. The first quarter, it, 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 the end of the first quarter was how this, the rest of the game was going to go. And we flip over into the third quarter here. Um, and it, it still seemed to me, Johnny, that the Ravens were kind of flustered. They just, they didn't really have their identity going. I don't know what changed. Do you have any thoughts on that? What did you, what did you, let me ask you, let me ask, let me ask you a better way. What did you see from the beginning of the third quarter to the start of the fourth quarter that switched with the Ravens? Well, I mean, from a defensive standpoint, from a defensive standpoint, um, well, the Chiefs were able to get whatever they wanted, Chandler, I think in part too, because they lost to Sean Elliott to a concussion. And yeah. he was a guy who, I mean, he's always a big part of their defense, but this is an interesting Ravens team. Um, so they, they blitzed 
I can't remember what the exact percentage was, but the Ravens blitzed the lowest percentage. I believe it was like 12%. They blitzed on like 12% of plays last night, which in the entire time that Don Martindale has been their defensive coordinator, that was the lowest percentage of times that they blitzed ever, like in a game. So I think that what happened was that the Chiefs just started to have a lack of execution. And not in the first drive. I mean, the first drive, they come out in the second half and they have a touchdown pass to Byron Pringle, which was absolutely awesome and great to see him. They come in in their second drive of the second half and they have that awesome beast mode touchdown to Travis Kelsey, right? And then they didn't score after that. That was There were seven minutes to go in the third quarter and the Chiefs didn't score after that. Twice in the third quarter, the Chiefs had 11-point leads. And um, I really just think it comes down to a lack of execution um for on the offensive side and uh I really did I mean the, the Ravens defense gave up 35 points Chandler they weren't doing anything good mm-hmm. the Chiefs just had I mean the Chiefs were just scoring at will so it was just a lack of execution yeah that's actually a great point I d- did not have that written down it didn't really even cross my mind just watching the game because that Travis play was so sick um I did not realize that that was the last time he scored that is an area of a little bit of concern um, and it, it, I, I asked you that question just because it seemed like the freaking Ravens were shooting themselves in the foot, big time penalties. And then you get the, the Lamar's touchdown throw. I mean, I, this is probably going to be taken as I'm a annoyed, pissed off, disgruntled Chiefs fan. But like, yeah, okay. Nice, nice throw to Hollywood Brown. That was just terrible defense. But, like, the broadcast, and I, for whatever reason, I was watching Get Up this morning on ESPN, and they were, like, for lack of a better term, blowing Lamar for his <laughs> jump pass. And it's like you watch the replay, and that just looks like an unfundamental quarterback. Why did he jump? He didn't have anybody in his lap. He, like, jumped into his offensive line to throw the ball. Like, if, if you watch Lamar play quarterback, dynamic athlete amazing athlete one of the most athletic people in the nfl but who cares if you jump that's just bad quarterbacking and if you don't understand what i'm saying then you're just an idiot because there was absolutely no need for him to jump it was the most unnecessary jump i've ever seen and while yes it looked cool it was just unnecessary it was just annoying they were the Al Michaels acted like he had jumped over the moon when he threw that pass, and it pissed me off. The NFL is begging for someone to be at least in competition with Patrick Mahomes, right? They're begging for someone to be in the conversation, and so they, begging. they need something like that. My biggest thing with that, Chandler, is like, where the, where the hell is the defense? How is there this big of a blown coverage to leave Marquise Brown? Now, I, should the Defensive line have gotten home, sure, maybe. But there was nobody even close to this guy. And if you watch the end zone view on the replay, as soon as the pass is released, Tyron Matthew puts his hands up in the air. So there was obviously a blown assignment. Yeah. And it just goes back. I mean, the defense was just horrible last night. And I that pissed me off, too. It pisses me off when people want to talk like this about Lamar. You know, uh, he's an amazing runner. But the guy stinks at throwing the football. It just pisses me off when they try to put him in conversation with an actual quarterback like Mahomes. 
he really he really doesn't throw the ball well. And this isn't really me hating on Lamar. I actually like Lamar. I think he's a I think he's I mean he's a guy you you don't mind you 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 get mad at him a lot on your team, but then when he does when he runs all over the place, like you just are like, I like that he's on our team. I would rather not have to play against him. But he's just his his the ball that he throws is not good. Um and that throw to Hollywood Brown, that thing was a duck out of his hand. So it's just, I don't know, probably us just being disgruntled and, and he ended up winning. I'm just pissed. Yeah. But um, so I, we're up 11. We're moving here to the fourth quarter. We're up 11 and um, the Ravens are running. I was like, I wrote down, go ahead and run. Like if you are down 11 and you want to run and you have to have, you know, you don't, you're not, you're running out of time. You're going to have to start throwing. Well, boy, was I wrong. Cause all they did was just run, run, run. And they got us off the field. Um, a, unfortunately a really big mistake from Patrick. I know he was making a play and his career is that kind of a, that kind of falling down play right there is, is, Oh, highlight waiting to happen. It didn't happen this time, and you can't get mad at him. But just, just a, a brutally, honestly, a a poor mistake there. Probably just take the sack. Yeah, um, it was unfortunate. It was unnecessary. But to your point, that's just what Mahomes does. And like, really, that's like the fir- one of the first times we've ever seen him throw that as a pick. And he acknowledged after the game in his press conference, that was one of the worst, if not the worst interceptions of his career. So it was totally avoidable, but that gives the Ravens the ball, like just barely on, on their side of the 50 yard line. And, you know, uh, who knows if the defense would have been able to stop him there. I, I, I doubt it, but if, at least if you punt, they have to go an extra 30 yards or so. And then you get into the time difference um, that you would have had because yeah, the Ravens only had one timeout. They had two terrible timeouts that they had to burn and it barely into the second half. They only had one timeout left. So yeah, very frustrating turn of events there. And like I said, it, it led to a few frustrating possessions in, in, in a row for the chiefs. Yeah. That, that, that uh, interception, I think is really what was the biggest turning point in the game. There were other, there were other turning points, smaller turning points, but I think that was the biggest one. And, you know, I mean, everybody's making a big deal about September, you know, with Patrick not throwing a pick, not losing a game. But, okay, so he's going to play for the next 20 years, and you're telling me that he's not going to lose again in September. It's like it was going to have to happen at some point, so just shut the fuck up about it. All these good runs come to an end. Um, The guy had, I believe it ended, it was 38 touchdown passes to zero interceptions in the month of September. And then of course he throws the pick to make it 38 to one. This was his first loss in his career in the month of September. Andy Reid typically is amazing in the month, but you know, all of these streaks, you eventually lose. Like that's why this is tough, right? Cause the chiefs are so good, but like football, you lose. Mm-hmm. The shitty part is that you just have to sit with it for an entire week and be yeah. miserable. And my entire life during the week is just, consuming NFL content, podcasts, listening to people. And when, and when the Chiefs win, it's great because it's only good things about the Chiefs. When the Chiefs lose, I just like can't listen to any of these other things. I can't listen to the media pundits talk about how great Lamar is and how the Chiefs have concerns. So I've got like nothing to listen to 
during the week other than the Figure It Out podcast. And I'm yeah. on the Figure It Out podcast this week. So what the hell am I going to do? <laughs> if you're not listening to the Figure It Out podcast this week, you really just shouldn't listen to anything else. But um, yeah, and, and to wrap up the game here, I mean, there's, it's 11-16 left in the fourth quarter. We're up 35-30, and Baltimore goes on a 14-play, 68-yard drive, eats 8.06 left. And at that point, like, even we're down one, and, and I had all the confidence in the world that we were going to be able to, to get into field goal range at minimum, and we essentially were. But I have written down here that at that time they had 247 rushing yards. And quite frankly, this – I don't want to lose a game, but you, we don't – we did not deserve to win last night. That we we were one sided right now. Clearly, after two weeks, we're one sided. And if you're going to give up over two football fields worth of running yards without making Lamar throw it, how, how, do you know off the top of your head how many running or throwing attempts he had last night? What like fifteen? Lamar was eighteen of twenty six for two hundred and thirty nine yards, one touchdown, and two picks, and he ran for one hundred and seven yards. I mean. Chandler, we couldn't stop anything, and it was so frustrating. You know, you could say that they didn't deserve to win. Sometimes you win when you don't deserve to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Chiefs had every opportunity to go win that game. You're up 11 two different times in the second half, and you lose the game. Yeah. Um, incredibly frustrating. And, and, and on that last drive, I was watching the game with Lucas. Chiefs have over three minutes left. Right. Or what was it? How much time was left there? Do you remember? They had three timeouts regardless. Yeah. They had three timeouts. And I'm thinking to myself in my head, I'm like, like yeah, of course they're going to do this. But I turned to Lucas. I was watching the game with him and I'm like, I, I got a bad feeling about this. I didn't know if that meant like we were going to miss a kick, some strip sack right. or something. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to happen, but obviously, obviously something did happen. I, I had a weird feeling. Yeah. And so to wrap up the game, that ended up the Clyde fumbles and the game's over, um, which it really actually wasn't. We had a chance to get the ball back, but you knew they were going to go for it on fourth and one. And like yeah. I'm looking at it, like coming out, I'm like kind of fired up, but I was like, dude, they're going to get it. Zero <laughs> percent like, of me thought we were stopping them on fourth right. down. I Zero. didn't think for a second we were going to stop them. I knew no. it was over. And when I saw Harbaugh asked Lamar if he wanted to go for it. It was like, it's over. It, it, yeah. it, it, we just weren't going to stop it. And you know what? This It's week two to wrap up the game here. It's week two. You know, it, it wasn't pretty. Offense, we know what we have for the rest of the year. Maybe this is what exactly what the defense needs. They realize that our offense, like – as few mistakes as it makes that when it does make a mistake, you have got to play better as a defense. I mean, it's a team game. It's the ultimate team game. And our offense, I mean, you put up 35, you can't really ask for much more. We had two turnovers. They had two turnovers. So that was neutralized right there. And it's just totally and utterly comes back on the defense in this game. Hopefully they look in the mirror and they and they figure something out. Um, Johnny, your final thoughts? I could keep going, but I don't want to. 
Wait, Johnny, can't hear you. Oh, I can hear you now. You good? Now? Talk again. <laughs> can you hear me? Oh yeah, there you go, buddy. Nope, just a little, uh, little internet. I think I think actually I think it was on my end. So you're good. Keep going. Sorry. Okay. So the the Chiefs defense comes up with stops occasionally, right under Spagnolo. And when they did that last night, the stops ended up uh, resulting on the offense in punt, punt, interception. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know if if when they're getting the other team to punt, you got to take advantage. And so some of that does fall on the offense. And really when what stops this offense is when they have a negative running play early on, like on first down or something like that. And that's something that's been happening with the Chiefs. And so they need to get that corrected. Uh, final thoughts on the game challenge. I think they should have won the game. Um, it's really frustrating that this happened, but it, it's over. It's on to next week. The Chargers are coming in. It's a noon game. Arrowhead needs to be a rocking crowd. And you, you got to get this one. And if you look back at the end of the season – you start the year off with Cleveland, Baltimore, and the Chargers. If you can come out of that two and three, I think that's a win at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. Um, so to wrap up the show here, uh, we're going to do a quick um, – I want to do a quick little Chargers preview. They lost yesterday to Dallas on some controversy. I need to actually go back and look at that. I don't really quite understand what happened in that game, but Dallas kicks a game winner. Um, people are really high on the Chargers. They scored 20 and they scored 17 in their first two games this year. They have this quote-unquote high-powered offense, which, of course, going against our defense is going to be, you know, they're going to look like the best offense in the league at this exact moment. But I just – I'm never that scared of the Chargers. I just think that they're a team that has a lot of players on it that, like, are big names. But other than that, I just don't think that their role players are as good as other teams in the league. I really like Herbert. I think Herbert's a really good quarterback. I think Eckler is a really good running back, which he really scares me this week because, A, he can run all over the place, and then, B, he's going to have – either Ben Neiman or Anthony Hitchens guarding him out of the backfield. And we know what that is. So my, my uh, Monday morning thoughts on the Chargers game is as long as the chiefs come ready to play, they'll beat anybody in the NFL. But we see that defense on Sunday. If we see that defense we saw last night on Sunday afternoon, uh, it could be another long day, another gloomy Monday next week Chiefs need to figure out the defense Chandler and I really do not want another 2018 season um yes Mahomes won the MVP but every game you're going in and that defense is just getting shredded I coming into the year I didn't think it would be like that so let's just hope it's only been two weeks and that the defense is going to get better from here on out um looking forward to the Chargers like you said what linebacker is going to cover Austin Eckler out of the backfield? Eckler had nine catches on the um, on the Cowboys linebackers in, the, in their game. I, I would expect something similar from him there. Herbert threw for over 300 yards. The offense is good. They just haven't been re- finishing drives. And, well, against the Chiefs, a lot of teams are finishing drives. So let's hope it gets better there. There was one last thing I wanted to say regarding the Chiefs. Um, I, I looked at this morning. They did the snap counts from last night. I'm really curious why Juan Thornhill isn't playing. Juan Thornhill played 11 snaps 
in the Chiefs game yesterday. I don't know if you know that, but he played 11 snaps. So for some reason, there's something going on where Steve Spagnuolo thinks that Daniel Sorensen should be out there over Juan Thornhill, and I don't know why. Um, so that remains to be seen. Looking ahead, hopefully Juan Thornhill plays more. And one positive note to end on. Yes, the Chiefs lost, but Andy Reid reported after the game, no injuries to report. You come out of Baltimore healthy. Let's go into week three. Let's beat the Chargers, and then we're on to Philadelphia. Yep, I love that mindset. Um, I think that that's a great way to end the podcast. So, Johnny, Chiefs lose last night, 35-36 on the road in Baltimore. Tough game. Let's not hang our hats. Come back strong next week. Try to survive this week in your personal life. I know it's going to be difficult for me, but we're going to get through it together as a kingdom. Johnny, thanks for coming by, buddy. Uh, we'll talk to you next Monday. Thanks, Chandler. It was, it was fun, and, yeah, hopefully it's better spirits next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.